Hayes, Alexander, Shabbat for three, bang, oh! will get it for the win. What's going on guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper. 24 minute recap episode 12. Before we get started, make sure to subscribe on all platforms. YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast. Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and of course follow us on social media at Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Make sure to hit the notification bell on YouTube too to know whenever we're going live. So, my Friday fucking night has been ruined like usual when the Clippers play on Fridays. No, I'm just kidding. But it has been ruined because... You know, it looked like another great start for the Clips. Great defensive intensity against this Warriors team that we beat the other night. Everybody was playing well. I mean, rolling on all cylinders. You name it, we were doing it. It was going all smooth. We're up around, I think it was 22 points. Uh, 85-63, I think it was. Or maybe it was 65-43. I don't know. But all I do know is to around that last three minutes of that third quarter... Up until like the eight minute mark of that fourth quarter, we got outscored 34 to 6 by the Warriors. Complete and utter choke job, just like we're used to here in Los Angeles when watching the Clippers. And just like I'm used to. So, like, if you want to hear me yell and scream, you motherfuckers are not going to get what you want because, unfortunately for you guys, because you guys are going to click on this video anyway because you're sheep, um, I, you know, I'm used to it. So, at this point, it doesn't really hurt anymore. It just pisses me off a little bit, but um, it's just where the, this is the reason why I can't pick the Clippers to win the championship. This is exactly why, you know, it's, and I'm not gonna, you know, what's funny is like Paul George and Kawhi, they had a chance to come in in the fourth quarter and, you know, Steph really led the charge. This was, we got to give a hand to Steph Curry tonight. He is playing now with this kind of, I'm not going to let us not make the playoffs, which is exactly what I always talk about. If you're a top five player in the league, if you have another all-star caliber player on your team like Draymond. And, you know, an adequate supporting cast. And Draymond, you know, he wasn't the best tonight. But in the last couple of minutes, you know, he turned it on. And honestly, once again, he just makes the right plays. Like, he just makes the right plays. But Steph, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable all night, especially late in that third quarter. I mean, we tried. We were doing a good job on him. But, like, he was just hitting tonight. He was just having one of those nights. And then you got to give a shout-out to, um, what's his name, Pascal off the bench for the Warriors. I mean, and that's really where they won the game and we lost it, right? The bench. And we've already talked about it this season against San Antonio. And I forget what other game we talked about it. I think it was Utah. So Utah and San Antonio, our second unit, which we got so famous for, you know, the bench mob, has absolutely cost us basically three games this season. But more so two because the Utah game, Kawhi and Paul George didn't shoot well. But, I mean, an absolute disgrace again from the bench. And you know what? Because Marcus Morris Sr.'s back, Ty Lu wanted to go with the total bench unit of just only bench, no staggering Kawhi and Paul. And, you know, in the first half, it was looking good because he went zone, which I thought was a really genius move because it hides Reggie, Lou, and Lou's deficiencies on defense and doesn't let them get put in that pick and roll. So it was actually a good idea. Um, I don't know why we went away, for, away from it later in the game, but... In that second half, and you know what I will say, even though Ty Lue, you know, this is not on him at all, the one mistake, the first mistake I can say he made this season, though, tonight, he left Lou Williams in too long. And you know what? It's time to say something about Lou Williams. I thank him for 
everything he's done for the Clippers. 2019, I'll never forget that season as long as I live. But it's time for him to go. I'm done. I'm finished. Because I cannot take it when a player needs to do something offensively to be effective in a basketball game. If you cannot be effective without doing something offensively, without scoring or assisting, you do not belong on the basketball court on any championship contender of any kind. Because what, how many players in the Lakers last season were defensively deficient like that? Zero. Kuzma stepped up in the playoffs. How about, how about Toronto the year before? Zero. You can't have defensive liabilities in crunch time unless they're absolute scorchers offensively and he has lost that ability. is not as good as he used to be. It's time to go. We need to trade Lemon Pepper by the deadline. I like Lou, but it's done. I'm finished with that shit. And because it's time for Kennard to be the ball handler off the bench. You know, Batum, Ibaka, they were so good tonight. Plus 14, plus 15. Let's look at the plus minus of the bench, guys. Let me tell you right here. Oh, here we go. Marcus Morris Sr., minus 20. I'm not too mad at him, though he's just getting back into the swing of things. Ivica Zubats. Once again, he's just been, you know, taken out of his rhythm completely with the second unit, playing with the lower quality of players. He was getting torched by Pascal. He just couldn't guard him. It was just a bad matchup for him. You know, he just wasn't laterally quick enough to stay with Pascal. And so Zoo, minus 26. Lou Williams, minus 25, and Kennard, minus 22. But I honestly don't think Kennard was all that bad. Lou Williams had the ball too much. He had three turnovers. Awful. Again, the second unit completely blew it. But you know what? Kawhi, you know, let's talk about Kawhi for a second. I think Ty Lue kept him out a little too long. But his his clutch factor, maybe Clipper fans are going to get mad at me for this, but his clutch factor is a little overrated. Because, you know... We've had him on our team for two years. I'm sorry, a year and like 10 games now. And, you know, he choked in the playoffs. And then let's talk, you know, I remember the game against Boston last year. He wasn't good. The only games I can think of that Kawhi like really ended it for us were like, you know, besides really early in the season last year was game six against Dallas in the in the bubble. Um, and then against Houston at home last year, the first game we won. But other than that, Kawhi's had a lot of moments where he just kind of chokes I don't know how else to say it but and also Paul George played so well until the fourth quarter where he had three turnovers in the fourth quarter so essentially the bench killed our momentum we can never go total bench again but the team choked all in all and the reason why I can never pick them to win the championship as of now is because of that and don't tell me it's just one game Clipper fans it's not one game we know what this team's about and we know what the Clippers have always been about they're choke artists who are experts at blowing leads just as I am an expert at ranting about them blowing leads. It's the facts. And until they prove that they can get out of the second round, I'm not going to show them an ounce of respect in terms of, you know, mental toughness or any of that nature until they get out of the second round. Because as I said before, those wins are cool, but I've never made any declaration that we're going to get past the second round at any point this season. I just keep saying one game at a time. And all of our flaws are being exposed slowly. I mean, here's the thing. The good news is no team looks great right now. In my opinion, the Lakers are the only team that's a, a level above, I'd say, just because I have to give them their due for winning the championship last year. But other than that, every team has some flaws, including us. But, you know, we're going to have to get through the Lakers if we want to win the championship. Maybe not even necessarily to get out of the second round. But I, I see blatant flaws, and it's the second unit, which is hilarious because that's not what's been our problem the last two years, but or three years even. But yeah, Lou Williams, I'm done with it, man. I don't know what else to say, but I think Ty Lue will learn his lesson tonight. He can't go total bench. 
Uh, Warriors bench competed, though. Andrew Wiggins, big-time dagger. That was a nice shot. 16 points for him. Kelly Oubre, he just keeps chucking away. But you know what? you got to give props to the Warriors. They got the job done. 5-4 and four for them. Great job. Stephen Curry, 38 points, 13 of 24, 9 of 14 from 3. Draymond Green, not a great game from him on the stat sheet, but he still made those little plays in the game, you know. Their record is not a coincidence that's so good with him compared to when they weren't with him. So, or, you know, I don't know about so good, but what are they, four and two with him or three and two with him? So, we'll take that. We've been watching the games here at Dime Dropper, so we know what Draymond's been doing. Anyway, 34 18 in the fourth quarter for the Clippers. We got outscored 64 to 40 in the second half, which is absolutely unacceptable. We did the same thing where we just. You know, went iso ball and the going went tough. And it's mostly just a high pick and roll with Lou. And Lou and Zoo just, they're both out of sorts right now this season. And I'm just very over that experience of, I'm honestly just over the Lou experience. Because he doesn't fucking rebound. doesn't play defense. So, I can't take that. Anyway, I don't know what our next game is. I don't fucking care either. It'll come when it comes. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't get to watch the Laker game, guys, tonight. Because the Clippers were playing at the same time. So, honestly, I don't even feel like watching it. I'm probably just going to watch the, the LaMelo versus Lonzo game and then watch the Suns game because I know they lost that one. I was going to talk about the Suns last night or the game against Toronto where they were fantastic continuing, but since they lost to the a, a Pistons team tonight that's one of the worst in the league, I'm going to have to comment on that on our next episode. Lakers, though, you know, AD was poor last night. All Laker fans know that. He load-managed tonight. He's been load-managing this season. You can say, deny it all you want if you don't like the term. He's been load-managing. And, you know, LeBron has been great. LeBron is putting himself in that MVP race uh, again, so far this season, he was great. And I heard that the Lakers kind of just kept the Bulls in the game tonight. But eventually, they, they did enough to get over the finish line. So, you know, whatever. Saul went to the Lakers. They're, what, 7-3 and three now, top of the West, which I expected them to be. They were num- they were my first pick. Anyway, let's go. I'm going to talk about two more games. Uh, and then we're going to go to the live chat with 95 of them in here. Of course, when the Clippers lose, they flood, which is great for me. It's a good consolation. Anyway, let's go to the Wizards and the Celtics. I actually had a lot of fun watching this game tonight. You know, I was hoping that the Wizards would come out and uh, really compete. And you know who was really competing tonight? I've been, get, I've been, you know, going at his effort on defense along with his partner in crime, Westbrook. But Bradley Beal really, really took the challenge tonight from the beginning of the game, trying to guard Jason Tatum. Tatum. And I emphasize trying to guard him because even though he was playing solid defense, putting a hand up, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, you know, when they're hitting their contested jumpers like they've been this season and they were tonight, you can't really do anything. Like, you can't do anything unless you have guys that can switch on them. But honestly, if they're making their contested jumpers, there's no one that can guard them one-on-one, really. So, Jason Tatum was great. The, the Wizards, Bradley Beal was legitimately, I'll, I'll, I'll give him all the props tonight. This was his first game this season where I actually felt bad for him, legitimately carrying them. Because the last game, they still didn't compete on defense at all. Tonight, they actually tried, especially in the second half, but, you know, the Celtics were complacent a bit. And, you know, they were missing their three best rebounders, Boston. Grant Williams, Rob Williams, and Tristan Thompson. But, you know, because of Tatum and Jalen and just, just you know, other guys. Semi Ojale was hitting some threes. Uh, Semi was two, uh, two of six from three, so not good. I think he cooled down when the, when the Celtics started cooling down. Because, you know, when Jalen Brown was on the bench, he was a plus 21 tonight. And also, Taco Falls started and had three blocks and was a little present under the basket. So maybe the Celtics should consider using him. But Celtics were up like 26 points. Westbrook was playing horrible. And I'm going to have my say on Westbrook in a second. But the Wizards bench players were fighting back. And, you know, this is another thing with Scott Brooks that I've been saying he needs to get fired. Another reason he needs to get fired. Why is, 
Robin Lopez still playing over Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner, every time he comes in, he actually, first of all, he can move. Secondly, you know, he actually plays decent. And tonight, in 13 minutes of play, plus 12. That's not coincidence. He came in and played well. Ish Smith, you know. Uh, these The bench players for the, and you know who's starting to find his shot now is Davis Berton. So that's a good thing for the Wizards fans. He was four, 4 of 9 from 3 tonight with 13 points. But, um, and Rui Hachimura was really competing tonight too. But ultimately, the Wizards came back, made it close. But there was one play late in the game that really kind of defined it. And that was Thomas Bryant was under the basket on a roll. Tice was contesting it, but he didn't even jump really. Thomas Bryant missed like a six-footer outside the restricted area. It was short. It could have cut the game down to three. Instead, the Celtics come back. Jalen Brown hits a corner three. Celtics go up eight, and the Wizards are cashed. And you know who really is the one that I don't, think played well tonight again and I think I'm really worried about him now you know I'm a I was as I said I'm a big Russell Westbrook fan you know I've been supporting him since the beginning of his career but it's time to admit that he's not a great player anymore or he's just not fit fit enough to play right now because ever since the the season shut down uh, in March he hasn't been the same. He hasn't had that same explosion. He doesn't go to the basket anymore. He's not aggressive. He doesn't have that nuclear athleticism that we've been so accustomed to knowing Westbrook. He He's not very good when he, you know, think about it, guys. If you take away Westbrook's, like, really crazy athleticism, how good is he still? You want me to read you his line tonight? Four of 16, two of five. I mean, it was just not a threat. You want him to shoot left and right. You know, minus 17, he had eight assists and seven turnovers, which is absolutely god-awful. I love Westbrook, but right now Beal's on an island in terms of, you know, he doesn't have a partner in crime right now. Westbrook has been pretty awful this season. And let's not even talk about his defense off the ball where he gets lost all the time. You know, right now I would have, you know, obviously the Luka, Dame, Steph over over Westbrook, but I would also have... Trey Young even over Westbrook, and we're going to get to Trey Young in a second. He was screwing up the other night, but I would still have Trey Young. I would still have Kyle Lowry. I'd still have Chris Paul. I'd still have Jamal Murray, even though he's off to a slow start. Right now, I would have Malcolm Brogdon, but I'm not going to say he's better than Westbrook until a full season, but it's looking that way. Uh, Maybe even Ben Simmons at this point. It's getting to the point where Westbrook, John Morant, when Kemba comes back, I mean, it's getting to the point where he may not even be a top 10 point guard in the league anymore, and that hurts because I like Westbrook. But you can't defend it anymore. I've watched all the games. You know what I'm saying? The stats are are cute. They don't do anything. Those rebounds are nothing. Anyway, let's get to the Hawks, who've lost now three games in a row after starting 4-1. They're now 4-4. They've lost three games to three winnable teams, and that's the Charlotte Hornets, the New York Knicks, and the Cavaliers. Three teams that you should win if, you know... Three teams that you, they should they should beat, and they've lost all three. And there's been some common denominators in all three. And in this one, it was actually different than the other two. They weren't up by 15 points. They were down by like 20 points because Trey Young got off to the absolute worst start. I've actually the worst half of basketball I've ever seen him play. You know, think of if you took if you turned on your opponent's turnovers sliders and 2k up to 100 that's exactly what it was for Trey Young he was literally not only was he missing layups missing his threes that he takes normally turning the ball over like it was his job like some passes that had no chance of going through and you know just losing the ball like carelessly he had seven turnovers in one half guys 
The, the Hawks had 11 points in the first quarter. They were up by 19 at the half. And they slowly started inching their way back. But the problem with the Hawks is they're another one of those teams. This is the second game in a row I've said it. Actually, maybe the third. They get to three happy. And it starts from the top. The, the Hawks were lit as fuck the first couple of games, hitting all their threes. Gallinari has been out, so they don't have that mid-post threat as I talked about in the last episode. It's just very much high pick and roll with Trey Young. Now, does it have to be high pick and roll with Trey Young every time down? It does not. Because I've seen DeAndre Hunter create his own shot on occasion this season. He deserves opportunities. You know, we're, as I've said in this uh, from the first episode, you know, what is, you know, John Collins is really talented, but what's his game? Can he score offensively in terms of creating his own? Does he have any moves? Is he a post player? Is he a face-up from the 18 feet mid-post? What's his game? He can't just, is he just pick and pop, pick and roll? Because right now, here's the thing. You know, Kevin Herter can create. Bogdanovich can create. Even even though he had a, he's had a really tough two games, Cam Reddish, 3 of 15 the other night, 0 of 8 from 3. You need to get him different types of looks, too. He can't just be feeding off of Trey Young. And that's the whole thing. I heard, I saw an article today that apparently John Collins challenged Trey Young and said, I, you know, it's exactly what I've been calling it, guys. You guys have been listening. I said that eventually this could be a problem of Trey Young dribbling too much and trying to do a little too much when he's got a talented team. It was actually the run was made when Trey Young wasn't in the game that the Hawks got back into this thing. Brandon Goodwin came off the bench, had some really good energy, was making threes, running the floor, getting steals, you know, really in, injecting some life into this team. And Kevin Herter was the only person on the Hawks that made more than one three in the game. He had 19 points, five of 12 from three. Bogdanovich has been struggling and he's been taking really bad shots too as a result. I mean, this team needs a Rondo because when they when they start falling off, if Trey Young's not playing well, I mean, it's going to be hard for them to win. Especially, But Trey Young needs to adjust. And this is, goes back to what I was just saying. If John Collins really challenged him today and said what he said, which I totally believe, and Trey Young said, no, nah, I disagree, that tells me everything I need to know about Trey Young. And by the way, seven points, five rebounds, three assists, seven turnovers, minus 15. So that's twice as many turnovers as he had assists. The Hawks lose to the Charlotte Hornets, 104-92. And don't think I'm going to forget about Gordon Hayward's performance. 44 points, a career high, 15 of 25. I got to give a shout out to my man, Gordon Hayward, who has been, even though overpaid, awesome to start the season. I'm happy for him seeing him play like this, and LaMelo Ball was really good off the bench too. But that being said, tr- that tells me everything I need to know about Trey Young, you know, demanding, you know, once again goes back to, is the NBA getting better and better? My episode series, please go check it out. These stars are so entitled. We already heard about Trey Young complaining about, you know, his lack of a supporting cast. Now that he has a supporting cast, he just wants to get 30 and 10. He wants to win on his terms. You you know, he's a point guard. You know, as I... Once again, this the show is called Dime Dropper. I didn't play in the NBA, but once again, I've played basketball my whole life. I'm point guard. You need to make life easier. It's not about you. It's about the team if you're the point guard. And you know what? These players do not need to be put in boxes. You do not need to do high pick and roll every single time because other players on this team create shots on their own. And, it, and for people that's saying, I don't know how well DeAndre Hunter and these guys can create. Well, you're never going to find out if it doesn't start from somewhere. Trey Young needs to play off the ball a little bit. He needs to relax. And he just fiends getting that little foul from behind. Eh, throwing it up there when someone hits his back. I'm getting really tired of it. And I hope Hawks fans are too because as talented as this kid is, 
He needs to buy into his team. He cannot just dribble, dribble, dribble. It's once again, it's all about the stats. It's all about, I'm going to, I want to be me, me, me. Chill out, Trey Young. You're going to not make the playoffs, and we're going to have it out. This is why we're watching this year. This is exactly why I picked the Hawks this year, to find out all these things and see it closely. I'm rooting for the Hawks, but Trey Young needs to move the basketball. Period. Anyway, I'm going to check in with the Lonzo LaMelo game tonight uh, for tomorrow's recap, if we're going to have one tomorrow. I I actually don't think I'm going to have a recap tomorrow because it's Rams football playoffs, baby. Go Rams! Against them Seahawks, so that's going to be fun. Herb again, Andrew Whitworth back for that one. Nerve-wracking. First time playing the Seahawks in the playoffs, and that's going to be fun. But, um, yeah, that's about it for tonight, I'd say. Coming to you, to, I'm going to come, the next recap will include the Pistons-Suns game from tonight as well as LaMelo versus the Pelicans, just because um, we, we want to talk, we'll talk about it, just because I know you probably want to hear my thoughts about it, even though they're not one of Dime Dropper's teams, but... Yeah, good win for the Celtics. They move on to 7-3. and three. Wizards 2-7. and seven. Russell Westbrook. Bradley Beal. Starting to get frustrated. That's all for tonight, guys. Let me know what you think. Clippers suck. Peace.